Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. As we sail away down the river of love. His voice, his music and those songs, just fantastic. That's Cork's Ricky Lynch from the album Can't Stand Sitting Down. That one is called On a Winter's Afternoon because I suppose the last couple of weeks, gosh, we've had every kind of weather of winter and I was checking up on Google this morning what time sunrise uh, would be today in Cork. So it was 8.20 today was sunrise, but gosh, give us another month now and we'll be back to seeing uh, guys on the River Lee in the mornings because the, the, the brightness will finally start coming through in the next month. But what is coming through in the next month is the most incredible selection of concerts and music. Uh, and one of them is a series of concerts I'm really excited about, which is beginning in the Everyman Theatre. And it is called basically Songs of, if you like. And I am thrilled to be joined by one of Cork's composers, conductors and musical directors, John O'Brien, live in studio today. Hiya, John. Hi, Anne-Marie. How's it going? <laughs> Listen, sure, it's going grand with yeah. me. And I was just saying to you off air, uh, it's it's been a while since we actually had a chance to chat in person, yeah, uh, in yeah. any kind of even relaxed fashion, let alone professional fashion. So I'm really thrilled you came in this morning, and I'm so excited by the prospect of of these concerts. I love the fact that you've kind of carved out um, somewhere in the press release. Did I even hear it? Kind of like called a sonic journey for people. Yeah, like the idea was, um, it came from a conversation with um, with Sophie Motley, you know, who's working in the Everyman, um, like a year or so ago, or maybe a little longer, and it was the idea of maybe grouping, like collating, like putting music together that's about that's connected by feeling as opposed to by genre, and so. That was the kind of the idea of it. So we have um, this set of three concerts. The first concert is like sadness and comfort. And um, there's everything from like there's a bit of Mendelssohn, there's some Debussy, there's some Trad. There's a, a really contemporary piece. There's um, a bit of Sondheim. And, you know, the idea is that it's kind of like an arc of um, like all of these different composers over time that might have felt similar feelings or kind of, you know, bouncing those things off each other. And that is less about the kind of academic, you know, where it's from and the history of it and more about, like, the feeling of it. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I love the fact that by taking a theme of emotions, it does allow you to traverse the centuries of music, uh, bringing it from, you know, the deepest classical to the most contemporary, you know, exactly, modern, yeah, which is yeah, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And um, like part of the the thing then was to kind of um, gather together a group of really 
cool musicians and from different genres to then kind of um so it's my job to kind of I suppose curate it all like put it in you know um wrangle it into into something but like to get suggestions from all different um different types of musicians from the different things and to put to get that together you know so like i know that there will be um like musicians live on stage playing as well obviously so have you created a band have you created sort of a well, chamber orchestra the, the, what the, kind of? The, the the kind of the backbone of it is so there's the aura quartet who are um an amazing string quartet like it's tune milne Molly O'Shea, Ali Comfort on the viola, and Isolt Cooper Stockdale is the um, cellist. And like, so they are phenomenal players. So they're the kind of um, backbone of it. But on the first concert, we have um, the wonderful like opera singer um, Neova Sullivan with um, Johnny McCarthy, the most amazing trad player. And then the second one has Molly Lynch, who's a musical theatre singer, and she's with Anne-Marie Papin, who's a classical harpist. And then the third one is Karen Underwood singing, you know, um, soul and those kind of things with Davy Ryan who's a percussionist and I think I might play a bit of piano as well on that one. Oh. <laughs> um, but with the kind of quartet is the is the kind of, um, you know, the, the bed. So even like those four players can also like are playing things as soloists as well in it, you know. That sounds yeah. amazing. And a really exciting project, I imagine, when you went kind of uh, proposing it to everybody. I mean, it's funny, we were talking to Neve O'Sullivan on the yeah. show last Sunday as well, and because she's coming to sing Carmen in she's Cork Opera Carmen House, which of course you tri- are yeah, yeah, yeah. MD that's, for, that's, yes. Yeah. No, I, I'm directing it. It's directing um, it. Peter Shannon is conducting ah, it. Yeah, yes, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Neva's kind of the busiest. <laughs> well, I mean, she's properly amazing and her star has really risen and, you know, um, she's getting all this recognition internationally and she wants to come back and share it here as well, you know. Um, like that Carmen is going to be something really special. Like, <laughs> How are you managing, you know, the conducting and directing and devising and all that sort of stuff of so many projects at one go? I mean, do you thrive on yeah, I suppose the, the, um I like to be able to, it's not that I want to do everything, but I like to. But you do. Well, no, but I, I, in each of those things, like, for example, I'm really excited on the Carmen to be directing it while somebody, while Peter is conducting it. And, you know, if I'm conducting a thing, um, I'm really excited working with whoever is directing on that. Or, you know, if I'm, um, yeah, so it's the collaborations that are exciting to me and being able to work in, di- in different aspects and in different genres and different things is kind of, um, that's very exciting and interesting and fun and, um, like keeps you going, like, you know, um. Nonstop. Um, and then in the middle of it all, of course, you compose and you write and that sort of thing as well. So like, where are you in the middle of a work at the moment? I, well, uh, are you actually, in the middle I'm, of writer's I'm, block I'm at the moment on, or no, what's I'm happening? Doing, uh, a big film with um, Padraig Trehi that um, we'll be talking to you about in a good in a couple of months' time. But um, at the moment, we're like the idea is to, it's a it's a silent movie with um, a kind of a live music score, and we're even planning on recording or um, you know, me being on the set and all that. You know, so at the moment, I'm doing all the kind of the kind of research for that and writing a whole lot of stuff um, to have it ready for that. Um, so that'll be. Um, we, we, the, the shooting is kind of from the mi- middle of March into the middle of April. Um, so I'm kind of, that's what, that's the next big kind of, um, composing thing at the moment. That must yeah. really like fire up the brain cells in a totally oh, yeah, different yeah, way, doesn't great, it? Yeah. But actually, it's kind of, um, all of those things, like working as a composer helps me as a conductor to understand how a, com- you know, how the composer might have written it or what, you know, how, how the feelings of it are working as, um, a, compo- a conductor would help me as a director, you know, to see it when you see things from different points of view. Um, 
it allows you to be a bit more open to things and to see the collaboration and to, you know, and to not get locked into a, a specific aspect mm-hmm. of it, you know. I suppose I've known you for so long and, you know, worked with you on stage for different things. Yeah. And in a way, I kind of take for granted, um, you know, how amazing it is to have ah, somebody like Kevin Cork <laughs> and, to, and to take your, your music for granted because I just see you doing so much and so, you know, audiences at this stage are as familiar with your back as anything else, you know, <laughs> from seeing you on stage conducting and directing. But um, I'm, I'm always intrigued by the, the work process of composition, you know, and whether you, uh, in your case, wake up with a tune in your head or whether you begin at the piano or where you begin on a walk or a lot of it is um so most of the most of the music that i write comes from words in some way for me um i tried i I went like last year um i went to paris for a a while to try and you know write some symphonic work and all that and it was Mm. amazing like being in paris and doing all that but like (laughs) most of what i wrote i just threw away because it didn't you know um i think that i need a kind of um like so that's why I work a lot in, in theatre and in opera and in film and in those kind of things, because there's a kind of a text of some sort and that's the starting point. Um, so I'm, I'm often kind of like singing the words in my head and that becomes a thing or, you know, um, and that's the start. And then it kind of develops outwards from there. Like I find, um, writing pure music quite hard. Like, um, yeah. yeah. And then do you tinker away on the piano with it? Uh, a bit, uh, a bit, a bit, a bit of the piano and I'm kind of sketching on, on, a, on a manuscript and then when it gets to a certain point then I'll kind of move over to the computer and like, because, you, you know, um, just editing it and all that is much easier on... Um, like on you know on the on the laptop you know isn't that amazing how yeah. you know that has happened you know within the last ten years completely yeah yeah did yeah. it we totally it was, it was when, well, revolutionize your when practice. we were in co- in college it was just kind of like kicking off really you know like yeah. like Sibelius the music writing program and you know um, because yeah. I suppose that allows you to immediately hear what you are orchestrating in your head well it's kind of mad because the um you can hear yes the notes but um. MIDI, like Sibelius, is is really bad at feelings and really bad at emotion and really bad. So a lot of things that are kind of, um, if things are really simple or like when you try to do something that's sparse and beautiful, that will sound horrendous often on the thing. And you have to trust the or the memory of what does it sound like when that's an actual violinist or an actual singer, you know, um, whereas kind of fast, complicated things are, are much easier on the computer, you know, or not easier, but sound better when they come back. Yeah. Yeah. And do you ever find yourself composing or being um, inspired by a, a particular work when it's right, just not the convenient time? Why am I being hit with this genius now when I have a deadline for something else? Um, <laughs> not, no, well, like if ideas come like that, you just write them down, like, yeah, you know, and, um, okay. but yeah, I'm a bit. I'm much lazier than that. <laughs> well, I think I, I, I you, you call it lazy. I call it like reflecting because <laughs> procrastinating, <laughs> waiting until the last minute and then writing it down. Yeah. But it's it's true though. You know, an awful lot of creative, uh, you know, begins in the head, begins in the mind, and it can feel like you're just going for a walk or sitting down doing nothing and waiting for inspiration. Mm. But but it has to percolate if you're if you're not quiet and still and ready to let it come. Yeah, through. I suppose there's no. But the imagination of it for me isn't necessarily the imagination of the notes of the music it's it, it can be like imagining what it might feel like for the audience to receive it is more or what it might look like on the stage or you know those kind of things are as important in mm. the as what the notes might be so it might be the feeling of that or what do I, like you know and if it's an opera then it's about the story and the characters and all of those things first 
I love how yeah. you, you're holding your chest every time you, you talk about that and you keep coming back to feelings, which of course is where this music concert series in The Everyman has... Yeah, a, well, a, a, a I suppose for me, like, I, I mean, different people... For different people, music is a different thing. Some people, it's an intellectual thing. And, you know, for me, the like all of the interest and the intellect and all that is important. But if it doesn't make you feel anything, I don't see the point. Like, you know, um, so it's all about empathy and us sharing as an audience and being in a place together and feeling some feeling, you know, mm. communal things like, you know, um, and that can be joy or that can be sadness. Or that, I suppose even in that, like that first concert, the idea that some of the most... um like some of the saddest songs are some of the most beautiful things and there's a comfort like when you're feeling sad actually listening to sad music can actually help you like it's not um, which is kind of a mad thing you know yeah um, it isn't a case of cheer up uh, it is definitely you know express it through music and the most heartbreak uh, that we can all relate to can be done through music and I love how the, the concert on uh, the what's the, one on the on the 4th the 4th yeah, which is this day a yeah. week in, yeah. in, in February is titled Music of Sadness and Comfort. Yeah, and, and there's a kind of, um, like there's some of the music that we're doing that is very sad and there are some that, like there's some of the music that has a kind of, um, has both sadness and comfort in it as the composers may be trying to explore those things um, for themselves. Um, there's one of the, we're doing a, a, a slow movement from a Mendelssohn quartet that is, um, he wrote um, on the, like when his sister died, and it's kind of trying to process what that is. Um, but um, equally, we like Johnny is playing some um, a couple of like slow airs, but one of the slow airs will kind of go into a set of of tunes that kind of you know, and it's that thing that like you have it, you have laughter at a funeral, you know. And exactly. There's yeah. a kind of a the balance of those things. So hopefully, it's not. A, like it's not a depressing concert it's a kind of a the idea is that there's a beauty in that and a shared kind of um, empathy and yeah that sounds absolutely and utterly beautiful John it cool. really does because I know obviously all the musicians and uh, that the team that you've gathered for it is is quite incredible um, and again that quartet will be with you again in March when you'll be doing the love yeah then it's it's hearted. love songs and so um, with Molly Lynch and Anne-Marie um, Papa who's the harpist and you know so then we're exploring I mean Molly's an amazing musical theatre singer um, she was the, like the lead role in the last five years and West end and you know so um that so there'll be a lot more musical theater in that one but there's also um we're looking at some kind of um really mad f- um french harp music and some old kind of chansons and all you know um and very much with the love things you can do the whole first love and falling in love and then the whole heartbreak and it all being ripped to par- you know um some of the best songs ever there you know um, yeah. and then the final one with karen is um looking at, like, faith and doubt and, I suppose, some of the most amazing music that comes from, like, different, like, whether it's kind of Christian or whether it's, um, you know, different kind of faith traditions, um, music of kind of belief and all those things, but then the kind of, um, what happens when that kind of comes crashing down a bit mm-hmm. and, the you know, um, and those two things kind of put together and, like, how do you hold it together, I suppose, you know? And Yourself so and Karen, Karen have yeah. such a, a strong musical and personal relationship, but the music that uh, you really you have connected on down through the years has been, you know, a huge thread, I think, in both your lives as well. Yeah, Pref- I mean, not like, just she opened, um, like I, I was very much in the kind of uh, classical train before starting, like, 
it must be 15 more, I don't know, years <laughs> since we've started, uh, since we were um, playing together. And so she has opened my brain up to so much more music from all different kind of genres and things that I would have never heard of, you know. Um, and I think me with her too, like I think we've mm-hmm. both grown a lot through that. Isn't it lovely? This is a, a an incredible musical journey through the emotions we all have right throughout our, li- our lives uh, in the Everyman Theatre, starting, of course, next Sunday, the 4th of February. Then at the next concert of Love and Heartbreak will be the 10th of March and Faith and Doubt will be in the April. The 28th of April, yeah, at the yeah, end so of it, yeah. They're all available for booking on the Everyman Theatre website. And there is, a, yeah. if, you, if you want to book for all three, there's a deal as well. Oh. Like you're where... Um, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, well worth well worth doing for people. And of course, uh, coming back then to the tragedy of Carmen, la tragédie de yeah. Carmen, um, French but set in Spain. French but set in Spain, but also the version that we're doing is uh, a kind of, so it's a 75-minute-ish straight-through version. So it's Peter Brook, the famous theatre director, so himself and Marius Constant, who was a French composer, kind of have... Uh, they they. So all the big tunes are there, all the big areas, and you know, but they have kind of um, stripped away a whole lot of it, and it's all of the kind of psychological things. So it's way more violent and um, direct, and kind of psychological, and um, and so it's a semi-staged production, which means that we have a kind of a there's an instrumental ensemble of about fifteen players who are in that, including like um, Joanna Petku is coming back to um, play Class. the violin, yeah. and Alex um, Simon Aspel is on viola, and um, Kieran Moynihan, Sinead Frost, you know, so amazing. Uh, Amazing, amazing players yeah. and it's um, Peter Shannon um, is coming back from America to conduct it um, and the yeah so it's kind of like a really um, uh, like boiled down kind of you know and distilled version of it and we are like it'll be I don't know if uh, some people might have seen the magic flute that we did in um, a couple of months back and it's um kind of like that where the band is on stage but they're act, you know we have costumes and we have you know um, we actually have a fight choreographer and all at this time because you know there's a lot of fight scenes and a lot of you know brilliant um, so yeah there's there's um, we're, <laughs> we're exploring um, buckets of blood there now with the um, <laughs> stage management of you know how we can achieve some of those things so it's not quite a full 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 production but it's you know it'll be fairly um yeah, yeah. yeah, but this is really, I suppose, <clears throat> if anyone has been involved uh, or heading as an audience member to the opera concerts right from the beginning, you know, it, it is a very specific journey that Eileen Gleeson has been taking the Cork Opera House on, you know, t- towards... Yeah, and like it's, so it started very much as here's the orchestra on the stage and here's the singers and you get a really amazing version of here's the mm. music, you know, and then kind of post-COVID we've tried to push it a little farther by like if we, you know... If we get the singers for an, like a couple of days more, like so we can rehearse for a week, what can we do um, in that way? And I think it's still like focusing very much on the music and very much on the kind of telling this, of the story and just kind of elevating it another little bit with a bit of costume and some really cool lights and, you know... Um, yeah, so it's like, and it's great fun. I mean, this music and, um, yeah, but I know drama, you love yeah, directing yeah. and I know you love the drama. I know you love all of that. I mean, I can, uh, you know, sinking yourself into what are we going to do with this fight sequence in the buckets of blood? Of I just that, can see that, that being love it, love it, totally your thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is really fantastic. And that, of course, is Valentine's night, the first Valentine's night. So February, it's kind of funny yeah. because even though it's all about love, it's actually about, um, oh. lust and like, you know, um, unrequited the, um, love, jealousy, well, jealousy and also the kind of, um, 
the excuse in like in the opera rather than having a conversation they'll have a fight and rather yeah. than having a fight they'll actually stab each other so like, <laughs> um, all of that yeah. you know exciting times John it's good yeah, yeah, yeah. it really is yeah. and like in the background of all of that then composing movie for this silent film well it's kind of nice like it, it, it often doesn't happen this way and like you know like I'm a freelancer so it's this like it's a complete like, feast or famine yeah roller coaster of it all but to have like have a couple of months now at the moment where I'm like you know directing and conducting and and um, curating and um, writing and all those things are kind of yeah. you know able to happen at the same time and that's kind of that's rare that's very rare like so I'm kind of I'm very happy for that you know yeah. I'm kind of delighted to like all of these things I'm really excited to share them with the audience like it's you know that's the reason for it you know John, it's just been a pleasure. Thank you so much well, for coming so in this much. morning. Welcome, really, welcome, really welcome. enjoyed that. So um, people can check out both theatres' websites for information and booking details on that. Of course, for Carmen, you go to the Cork Opera House website and for that series of concerts where you can book either one, two or all three in a special deal through the Everman Theatre website as well. It's music of the first one being this day week, Music of Sadness and Comfort. John O'Brien, thank you so much. Thanks, Henry.